March 31st, 2021. My name is Kellen Conley, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hyphen Nation. And I have a guest, unlike most times that I'm here. Okay, that's not true. You do, you do have, have a guest, yes. I have a lot of guests, but I have a, a special guest here with me. And this guy I've known for years from my days doing hip hop. What am I saying? Again, I'm still doing hip hop. Um, he came up under one of the most prolifically known, prolifically a word, yeah, yeah. Uh, hip hop producers in West Virginia hip hop history, Marcus D. Trey. He came up under his wing, and then all of a sudden he started making his own noise. Probably about for me, 10, 11 years ago was when I first really started knowing knowing who this guy was. And since then, he's done a whole bunch of cool stuff. We're going to talk about it on the podcast. And he just so happens to be the producer of my last two entrance. I call it entrance music, uh, intro music, uh, the the version that's playing for this year and last year's version. Uh, no Name Tim is here. How are man, you, sir? I'm doing very well. How are we doing today? I, I'm doing great, man. I, I'm, I'm glad to be sitting here with you finally. Glad I know you, it's uh, been it's been a minute. It's been uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Like, and you kind of running it down. I'm like, man, you know, you're like, I've known him for a while. And I'm like, yeah, I have. I have no idea how long. Like, right. I can't I can't pinpoint when we met. I can no. probably make a good guess of where it was. One, two, three. Exactly. <laughs> more than um, likely. One, two, three, more five. than likely. Um, but but yeah, it's it's been a long time coming, man. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for uh, supplying me with the tag-free beats for for the podcast. Because I'm like, yeah, I want to use this for the podcast. I'm just going to rip it. And you're like, no, let me send you this. I'm like, absolutely how do you know not. I'm not going to rap over this and run off with it? Because I know you, man. Bobby. I know you. Because I know you. And I know you would not do me dirty like that. Yeah, uh, so. I, w- I would not. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good person. I try to be, at least. Exactly. I, I try to be. So my first time I remember actually interacting with you. Tim to go ahead and jump into this. Um, I'd say it was probably around the time that you were working with um, a guy who was going to WVU um, here at the time and here in Morgantown. He was going by the name of Anomaly back then. Yeah. And he was, you were producing a lot of his beats. And so I, I started following that's, that was like 2011, like I said. Yeah. And you were, um, you're producing a lot of his stuff and I reached out to you and I was like, Hey, I want to schedule some studio time with you. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have you hyphen. And I'm like, why do I feel like I've met this guy like 17 times, but I don't, <laughs> I'm just now realizing who he is. And I had scheduled studio time with you. And then it was the summer of 2011 and I planned a day to go over there. And then I realized I wasn't going to make it over there because I had no ride. And so I, I hit you. I'm like, yo, Tim, I, I'm not going to be able to make it today. You're like, that's cool, man. We just got to make it up some other time. And then I've never gotten a chance to get in a studio session with you again. But that was my first memory of us interacting. And then every time after that, it's been all up. That's so funny because not like you, t- like I forgot all about that, but like now you tell me that I'm like, oh man, that did happen. Like <laughs> he never, yeah, you hit me. I remember you hit me. I'd be like, man, I'm not going to make it today. I was like, it's cool. Yep. And you know, we'll get up when, when, when you can like reschedule, it's fine. And then just time passed and yeah, it, it, never, always <laughs> it never happened. But that was, that was right a bit. You're talking about the time. So that was right when I had that year, 2011 or maybe 2010. Yeah, 20, had, 2010 going into 2011 because I know I it was had, 2011 when I had, had just last time. <laughs> I had just <laughs> I had just opened like that new studio on um, on Dorsey. 
like that was the that was that was the year when i had like really fully like branched out on my own like i i left my job job um i'd graduated college at that point but i'd left my job with a fancy degree congratulations Uh, that i don't use um don't use the Uh, one i don't have either it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but i uh you know because i had gone I had gone through college and gone through the, through the, you know, kind of the local, uh, local music scene. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, would, you know, DJ one, two, three on Tuesday nights. And yeah, you did. Yes, you did. I remember that. I think I came through one night and, uh, probably a couple of nights just on the random in the one, two, three. I'm like, yo, you DJ? Like, yeah, man. I'm like, that was like the first, that was probably the first time we had ever like had an interaction. You're right. So I was, you know, I was doing that and, you know, I was doing the music part time and, and, and I really just wanted to get into, into, into making beats and, and like that and doing more production on my own. Cause I kind of started out in the studios doing some writing, hopping on songs, you know, just when people be like, you, you, were, know, you were an artist first, weren't like, you? Well, yes, but no, it kind of was like, you know, I'd be in there learning and, and more like on the engineer side. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know, somebody would be like, Tim, you know, write an eight bar verse. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right. I guess if I have to, you know, like, like hop on the song, we got to fill some stuff. So I would do it, you know, just, you know, just because I wanted to, there was so much more that I wanted to learn. And I'm like, okay, the more I'm here and more value I add, the more they're going to want to have me around so I can learn and pick up new things, you know? Jack of all trades. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, that didn't run for too long before I was more onto the recording and engineering side. Um, And then, you know, I gradually got to the point where I opened my own, own little spot out of the, uh, I had a two bedroom apartment and just converted the the second bedroom um, into a studio. And then I, I, I just kind of like hit the ground running after. Yeah, absolutely. That that that's so crazy. And and now that you say you were on Dorsey, I was real close to Dorsey then, so I really feel like that's something that come up and I couldn't make it because I could literally could have walked to Dorsey in five minutes. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I'm still beating myself up because I was like, man. But but honestly, I, I went through so much stuff back in that year alone. It, it's probably better we didn't get up. <laughs> A lot of good music came out of that year after I got through it. So That'll, hey, man, that's how it works sometimes. Yeah. You know? absolutely you go through things and then you uh sit down and and you write about it and you make rap albums about Mm -hmm. and make your first album that's what happened with me but how did you meet marcus d trey man because let me tell you a story about d trey and you might know this story i probably do this is this was this is 2010 when i when i did this i remember i had I had, it was early 2010 and I just came up to the concept. I was like, all right, I'm, I don't want to do mixtapes anymore. I want to do an album and I'm going to name my album at this time. It was either, it was either going to be Spideyville Unlimited. It was going to be Nerf Fresh. That was, that was the titles I was juggling. That's yeah. going to be the name of the album. I was like, I'm going to reach out to the, all these producers I know and see what I can get. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to reach out to Marcus D. Trey because D. Trey to me, let me, let me tell you, Tim. The early recon stuff I wasn't familiar with yet. I didn't even know who six was until who six six two forty Jumbo Green was until two thousand four, okay. <laughs> when Hellboy okay. came out. So I didn't know anything yeah. recon. Okay. Um. So the first time I heard uh, D Trey was, um, Hey Shorty, move over. I went with that six. I can't. What was it? My oh, lose lose my mind. Lose, lose my, my mind. mind. Yes. I was I was there. I was in the studio when Marcus made that beat. <sighs> <laughs> You know that thing still slaps. 
Oh yeah, still a slapper. I don't know last time you played it. I played it a few months ago, and it's still nuts. And he had another joint on Paychex Slaughterhouse author album that yep. was uh, just crazy. And I was like, oh my god, this this guy might be the best producer in West Virginia. And this is before I knew E, and now that's blasphemy for me to say. He'll <laughs> be like, like, what you say, boy? No, that ain't how I thought. We're past that part. We're good now. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I reached out to him in 2010, and I sent him an email. I was like, like, hey, Detroit, uh, I know you, I know you, we've only had you. You may have heard me from the message board. Shout out 304 Live. Um, but I'm working on my album, and I'd really like to get a beat from you. And I, I got to tell you, I don't have any money like that. So. Um, would you be willing to work with me and see what what you would come up with and stuff? And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, absolutely. He's like, how much? Uh, he's like, I can make you something for fifty. And I was like, all right, I can do fifty. I can do fifty. Mm-hmm. So I sent him fifty bucks, and I'm thinking, just from my interactions with other producers I knew at the time, who were giving like just giving me beats, you know, I'm like, yo, can I get some beats? And they send me beats. Yeah. And this not necessarily a um or Monsalong. This is just other producers I knew. And they send me beats, and you know how it is. You're a producer. So somebody's like, send me some beats, and you're like, all right, I'll send you some beats. And you give them some stuff that it's like you were working on it, or you just kind of left it, and you just never came back to it. And you're like, you know what? You can have these three beats that's been sitting on my hard drive for a couple of years. So that's what I was expecting D-Trade to send me. I think right about here is good. Hello, world. This is me, your favorite producer, Uncensored Mike, and I'd like to tell you guys about my new show, The Soapbox on Isla Pal. It has me, it has my friends, and it has your favorite people who you don't even know yet. Come listen to us and meet some new folks. That's it. And Detroit sent me this beautiful freaking flip, yo, uh, mm-hmm. of, of some singer singing sometimes. And I wish I could think of it off the top of my head. But the whole track was just funky. The first night I heard that was either it, it had to be the night in between. Uh, it was a year that you went to Final Four. So it was before it was either after we'd already lost to Duke. And there, I think there was a, it was. Yeah, and it was probably the Sunday after we lost to Duke and Deshaun busted his knee and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got my email and I was in the hotel room and I played that joint and I just lost my mind because he, he, for 50 bucks, he gave me a $1,500 beat. Oh, yeah. And it, it just, so, so after, enough about me again. That's what I'm about to name this episode. I've said enough about me. Enough about me. <laughs> um, how did you get meet D-Train, man? So it was kind of like, it was just kind of one of those like, almost like fate type things. So I was, um, I was familiar with who he was, um, you know, cause we were, you know, from the same hometown, same city, you know, in Morgantown. And when I was still in high school, um, he had put out his album. Right. He did have an album. Fire next time. Yes. I only heard Which, that once. Never had a copy. Bro. I got, so. I've got a copy. You got a digital. No, but I can get you. Hold on. I have a copy disc (laughs) and I have an unopened 
copy Ooh. because I can't remember if he was moving at the time or what it was, but he found a box of my goes, give me one of those. Yeah. I was like, I want one. So I've yeah. got like an unopened still in the package. Like, so, um, like and, item right there. so I would go down. So, um, back in high school on Tuesday, cause new music used to come out on Tuesdays, right? Yes. Yeah. So this would have been like 2002, one or two ish. I think when he put the record, out. I can't remember. Um, I'm gonna say it was a one, a one. It was like a one ish. So every Tuesday, I would go down to the Den on High Street. Shout out to the Den. Shout man. out to the Den for being just the fucking coolest. I gotta, I gotta interrupt you real quick. The Den let me name a bong. Did they and, really? <laughs> yes. And so I had a bong that was on the shelf for a few weeks called the Hyphen, and somebody took <laughs> the Hyphen and and smoked their wares out of the Hyphen. So. That's something that I will tell my grandchildren someday. <laughs> Shout, I got the name of Shout out to the hyphen. Um, so I went down to the den, right? And they had, you know, because they would have the new, you know, all the new music out and everything. Yeah. I would like go through and see. Sometimes it would be like I would buy, you know, something I was looking forward to. Other times it was like, oh, okay, so-and-so is associated with so-and-so. I heard him on the track with so-and-so, you know, so I'll grab it. You know, sometimes you'd find gems that way. Other times, you'd, you know, it'd be trash. But, yeah. you know, it was what it was. That was the game back then. So, but I would go in and I would always buy local stuff too, um, that was down there. Um, whether it was like a recons album or like a book album, a six album. Right. Um, so I would, but I went down there and I saw, um, and I saw Marcus's uh, album on the shelf. I was like, oh, I'm going to grab this. Cause like, I've heard of him and, you know, I knew he was doing production for them. And like, that's what I want to do. You know, like I had, I had just like gotten to the point in my, where I was like, man, I'm really drawn to because I was always drawn to music, but I didn't know like exactly what I wanted to be. Like, I didn't really want to be an artist. Like, I'm not a singer. I'm not a this. I'm not a that. But like hip hop has always been like just like the, just such an amazing art form to me. And like it just kind of pulled me in when I first heard it. Yeah. Like I'm pretty eclectic. I'm pretty eclectic with my music, but that was what kind of like was moving me musically. So I got his album. And I remember going home playing it and I was like. This fucking thing. He was, because, like, soul sampling was huge then, right? Yeah. And this was only a couple he, years after the Blueprint or Hell. Exact, exactly. The same year as the Blueprint. So. And, they were, and they were going crazy with that. So he, uh, and his sample, like, his sampling, like, he's, he was such an artist when he came crazy to Crazy year. Like, he would find the coolest chops, and he would find, like, just the dopest parts of records, and he would make these cool stuff. So I listened to that, listened to that, and I, that thing was on repeat. I was blasting out of my car. Like, I went to WVU. I was playing that shit, like, everywhere. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. So once I got to WVU and once I was in college, you know, I started, like, getting my way in with the music scene a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. just kind of, like, meeting people and doing stuff. And, and you know, I met, I met E. I met, I met Six. I met Beans. And I Beans. met all those Beans. Beans, my brother. Man. I miss shout Beans, out man. I, I ain't man, seen Beans out, in a minute. Shout out to Beans, man. He just and liked like, me on my Instagram. <laughs> there you go. Um, and uh, but but Beans and and Check, I met a couple times. Was never really didn't really know him super super well. But and same with Chief too. So um, but anyway, so I started you know going out to one two three, meeting people, met a couple couple other cats and everything, and then I was working a job. Um, at a at over by Milan, not for Milan, but it was the company that um uh, uh did all like the 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 tests on the drugs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know Kendall. What you're about. yeah. Kendall. So yep. I worked there, and it was the perfect like 
high school, college job because you could just kind of come and go as you please as long as your work was done for like that study that weekend. Mm -hmm. And all I did was label test tubes, like by hand, like I'm pulling labels off and boom, boom, boom. So I'm in there working. And how much were they paying you an hour? Man, I was getting paid like, like 15 an hour. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. Cause if they're a Kendall, Kendall used to put out money, man. I, I was like 15, 16, hour, but it was independent contractors. So I had to like, they didn't withhold taxes. Right. So I had to like withhold my own, withhold my own stuff. At 15, but, 16, which probably taught you a lot about finances. But exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, when you're, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, mm -hmm. And that's your gig. And you just go in and work when you plead. Like I had a card. I could go in there at midnight and work if I wanted to, as long as all my stuff was done. Okay. So like, I would just go in there and I would boom, I would hammer it out. Da, da, da. So there's a big study that weekend and I'm there like labeling tubes and I get a call. Hey, I got a session. And, um, it was an artist, um, uh, AC. AC. Yep. So he, he's like, I got a session. I thought he was going to be going over to Sean Truth studio. And I'm like, oh, it's just going to be business as usual. Like, da, da, da. and like, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, you know, I was thinking like, I've, I've got to work. I got to do that. I go, where's the session at? And he goes, it's over at Detroit. And I was like, all right, I'll meet you there in like five minutes. Right. And I just, I just dropped everything. I was like, I'll do, I'll come back in here at like, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., finish this job. I've got to go to this session. So I go to the session and um, I meet the, I meet him there. And I, I can't remember who else was there. I can't remember if Beans was there too. He might have been like, they might have been doing a song together or something like that. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, it wouldn't surprise, yeah, because they did a couple records together and everything. Yeah, they did. Um, so I went, I just went over there and I was like, boom, I'm just going to, you know, hang out, kick it. You know, I'm going to meet this, meet this guy. And I was like, you know, and we'll see how it goes. So I was there, you know, he answered the door, went in, you know, um, he had the, he had the pit Uday at the time. Now Uday hated everybody. <laughs> like he would growl, like he would, growl, but man, that dog, he was cool with me. And I remember Marcus being like, I don't know why but like he's i usually he's like i gotta grab Dog him whisper. put him in the i gotta grab put him in the crate every time he was right. like i remember one time he tried to jump out the window and get somebody walking on the street type thing Dang. So, yeah yeah so i was like but uday was real cool like but he had you know he like hurried up and put him away because you know there was other people there and everything so i uh so we go back you know we're in the studio and they're working i'm just kind of like being super quiet Mm -hmm. And just like watching everything and like watching everything he's doing and like checking everything out and like just like, you know, like peering around and like I'm sitting right next to him. So I'm like watching the screen. And I'm like checking out what he's doing, you know, and this was back when. So he had this was right before he got like the the Mac Tower, um, like right. the big the big silver one. So he had I think he was running Cubase at the time it was before he got Logic. OK. Um, and he had the Triton in there, I think, keyboard and he had maybe like one or two other ones. Cause this is back when you had to have like kind of real deal shit to make records. Right. Like this is like right before Fruity Loops. This was before, this was before, like uh, if you tried to make something on a laptop, your laptop would just die. Hit. Like there's no way, you know, and, and, and soft synths like VSTs were non-existent. Like they all sounded cheap, crappy. Like yep. you had to have the real deal outboard gear. So, um, so I'm over there and we're hanging out and then, he was they were recording on a on a on a beat that Marcus had done and it was a sample beat. And I was like, man, this beat's crazy. Like, who'd you sample? And he told me, I can't remember who what, I wish I could remember like the record. 
Um, but he was like, man, I've, I've been going through all these records. He's like, I need more records to sample. And then like light bulb goes off in my head. I'm like, I've got like a hundred albums. And I'm like, so I like, it was like, I was like a kid in the back of the classroom in school. Like, and I know the answer. So I'm like, raise my hand. I'm like, um, <laughs> excuse me, sir. I have some records that you can sample. <laughs> and, and he like whipped around. He was like, word. Like, yeah. He goes, what are you doing next Wednesday? And I was like, come in here and playing some records. So he's like, all right, cool. And then I just, I remember that whole week. I was just, I was so pumped, man. Oh, I was yeah, like so excited. So it was like the coolest thing in the world to me. Cause like at this point, like, you know, I just, I met him one time, like, and he was really cool, but like, you know, he doesn't really know, you know, and like he does, and he definitely didn't know like the high regard that I held him. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is this, like, just to warn you, this is going to turn into a huge Marcus Detroit love fest. That, so if he, listen, if he listens to this, bro, I love you. And, and you already know all this already. So um, <laughs> actually, he just texted me right now, uh, which is hilarious. He knows you're talking about. So, yeah, right. So <laughs> um, sappy stories again, Tim. Yeah, I just looked over and I see I saw him. I was like, OK, that's, that's super. So anyway, so I go over there that way. I, I come over with like milk crates of records, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just like, I bring them on, bring them all. I was like, how many you want me to bring? He was like, bring them all. So I brought over, I think I brought over like half. And then like, and we, I'm, after we went through them, like over the course of weeks, I brought over more or whatever. So um, I go over there and we start, you know, he's, he had the big Roland. It wasn't the MPC that he had at the time. He had the big Roland. I think it was the MV. Um, and, and we started like going through samples, samples. And we found some dope stuff. We found like a, uh, we flipped an Eddie Kendricks record, I remember. And then we flipped some Journey stuff and he's got such samples uh, oh, samples man. for days man dude you're not kidding so um so it was cool but it was real cool and like he was showing me how he chopped and like he was taking time to just kind of like you know do stuff and then um you know you start fast forwarding you know through the week you know i brought some more records over and then this was when he was um uh at the at the spot uh over in suncrest too okay. so um I'm, you know, I'm, I start coming over a little more regularly and like me and him kind of start talking on the phone and be like, Hey, you know, I'm working on some stuff. You want to come over? Cool. And anytime anybody had a session over there, I would make sure to go over, you know, we talk, we, you know, we, we chop it up. And then like things started like kind of progressing to where it was like, Oh, like, uh, you come over here for some music. And then he'd be like, there'd be like a, a fight on that weekend. Right. And he'd call me and be like, Hey, you want to come over and watch the fight? So like, and then it progressed to like, Hey, like I'm going to the mall. You want to come to the mall? Cool. Like, Hey, I'm going up to Pittsburgh. You want to come to Pittsburgh? Yeah. And then, you know, slowly, but sure, you know, a friendship, you know, was built. Right. And then, um, you know, to the point where it's like, Hey, now it's the, my kids being born. Uh, you know, I'm getting <laughs> you married. Want to come over, you, you know, like, yeah, you know, like we're, yeah. you know, and, in in and to the point now where like, he's legit, you know, my big brother and he's been, you know, my best friend for, you know, when we, oh, shit, we met in Oh four. So oh four oh three oh four. So we're talking, you know, 17, 18 years now of yeah. friendship. Um, cool. But yeah, but uh, but so I was going over there and then he knew he, he started to know that, like, I wanted like to kind of be doing what he was doing. I don't know if I directly told him or what it was. Yeah. But um, but he he was like, well, he had gotten logic and gotten a Mac at that time. And he was like, I've got I've got logic. You can have like. A few licenses on it he's like do you have a mac and i was like yeah i do actually and he said 
I'll, I'll just give you one of my licenses to use it. Nice. So he let me, you know, That's have huge, his, man. have a copy back, of logic, which was, it was so difficult to, and this was in my, it sucked trying to get and, software. And mind you, this was when logic was like a thousand dollars or $500 or whatever it was. Yeah. It wasn't like $200 like it is now. And you couldn't pirate it off the internet. Like that didn't exist. So, right? and he, and he didn't ask me for a dime. He was like, bro, like, you know, I think, you know, he, I think Will gave it to him or got it to him and Will went in on together or whatever it was. But, and then, you know, he sold me my, uh, he was getting rid of his Roland Phantom keyboard and he sold that. It was like, how much are you, you going to sell it? He was like, I'll sell it for whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. And I remember paying him for that. And that was like my first like piece of outboard gear. And then, you know, I slowly started, you know, making my own stuff. And like, it started out still like, just kind of like, I would still just always go over to his spot. Cause then he moved, he had a new spot and he was working on records. He was, it was when he was working on the Chic Luch record and when he was working on the Trey songs and, um, and Mano stuff and like right. all that. So I was around in that time and like, and then he started like, kind of like asking me for my opinion. Like, what do you think of this? And I'd be like, well, no, do this instead or do that or, mm -hmm. you know, do it this way or pull this down or try this instead, you know, and, and that became my first like foray into like actual production, you know? And then, you know, I remember, I'll never forget the first time I was in the studio with him and we were working on something like together, together, not just like, neither why sampling or him working on something and me like being like, Oh, you know, pull this up or pull that up. It was like, I've got this idea. And then he's like, that's super dope. Let's do this with it. You know, and we started collabing on stuff right. and, and then, you know, I branched out on my own and kept producing and just kind of have, have kept that trajectory. But like, honest to God, like if it wasn't for him, like there would be no me at all, like inside or outside of music, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he saved my life. He, you know, he's, he's been such an incredible mentor and like friend. And now, it's, now it's to the point where, you know, he, he doesn't do music like, like he used to, mm -hmm. you know, he's not out there producing for right. You know, he, he got more into photography and that kind of stuff right now. And he's, of course he kills it at that too. I'm sure. Um, but at the end of the day, the yeah, at the end of the day, he'll still work on stuff with me. So if I send him an idea, He'll play guitar on it or put some keys down or do some stuff. Yeah. Or he'll send me, he'll, he'll randomly send me like five or six melody ideas. I'll ask him, be like, hey, can you send me some, you know, some stuff? Like, yeah. So he's all, so I'm still keeping him in the mix. Like I told him, like, I'm going to get you, like, I'm going to get you that, that top tier placement that you so rightly deserve, you know, yeah. you know, if, if it's the last thing I do, you know what I mean? So um, I owe, yeah, I owe everything to him and, and he's just been, an incredible just overall an incredible friend to me like he's my best friend and 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 like i'd, I'd for real die for die for that cat you know Damn. that that's some, that's some real shit because I, I didn't realize I, I mean i knew y'all were boys but i didn't realize how deep the friendship went because it's almost the opposite of what happened with i keep bringing up e but i mean that's that's like my guy that's exactly and, yeah and like for years and years like when you were like like you would go to go to Detroit and be like, all right, what you working on? Let me help you with this. And you would just always be by his side and stuff. He wanted that for me when he met me. He sensed that in me that I could be that person for him. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be the I wanted to be the star. You were the like, you were the artist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I wanted to be the artist. Like I, I was like, I need you to stop paying attention to six and give me some time. So, <laughs> and, and like we need we need to do stuff. So I never really felt in line like that with where I was going to E all the time. And just being there, like he wanted me to, because he told me he's like, I need you here. Like, like even if you're not recording, I need you to be here to soak up all this, all this game essentially. 
and yeah, it, he I, had a lot of it. Yeah, and I just fought him for years and years and years, and then eventually I had left Sound Vision briefly, and, and ironically enough, ten years ago, and then I ended up coming back to Sound Vision, and then in 2012 was the first time that me and him sat down on some let's just hang out shit, and it wasn't even nothing. It's like, hey, let, I'm gonna come over. Wait, let, let's let's play some games. Let's let's watch yeah. some basketball. And it wasn't until 2012, even though we had been friends for some time, that I feel like we really became friends. And yeah. since then, like he's one of my best friends. This whole pandemic is really sucks. I miss the hell out of him. Yeah. And I feel like me and him, like our synergy that we have since we became friends is what you and you and D-Trey have. Um, so it's pretty cool to, to hear it come from that, from your perspective too, because mine's flip-flop, but yeah. Um, it's really cool that y'all are that close, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. see that that much when nah. music. And like I'm like, I mean, we've we've talked before. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm cool with a lot of people. Like there's some, you know, some people, you know, I come up with, I came up with in the music game. Like whether it was because of differences or whatever, or maybe I was just, you know, I was like, this is my path, and you know, you did it for a while, and then you ventured off into other things. Like you know, you don't talk. There's people that, you know, the music is the only common thread sometimes. And then you kind of like go your separate ways. Um, But like with me and him, it was like, yeah, the music kind of like is what brought us into the same room together. But it was like all the other stuff that, you know, kept us, you know, as good of friends as we are over the years. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. (laughs) I I love that story. So when you sit down to make a beat. okay, what 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 is. What is your process like? I know, uh, and, and we're going to get into this some more because I, I kind of want to get the whole big picture of selling beats in 2021 in the past few years, especially with beat stars popping up every five minutes, or new yeah. beat star pages and everything. Um, but you walk into your studio, you, you're you're getting ready to work. Uh, how how do you get started? Like, what's um, your process? Ninety. I'm going to say like 99.9 percent of the time, it's Either it either starts with some sort of melody or or chord progression or a sample. Um it's it always starts with the with the musicality first for me mm-hmm. because that is what kind of dictates to me where the drums go. Um and and where the bounce needs to be. Right. But now sometimes what will happen is, you know, I'll have let's say I've got a progression and it's cool, and then you know, I get some drums with it, and then I'll mute that progression or that melody or that sample and then come to find that no those are i was really just needed those drums and then i start building something completely else different around the drums um but that's kind of how everything everything starts is usually with some sort of sort of but i always come in i never come in with an idea kind of already in my head if it's a sample maybe i heard something i'm like ooh, that'd be dope to sample mm-hmm. then i've got like kind of a, a game plan but really, I just like to come in kind of blank slate because what happens is if I've got an idea in my head, if I can't figure out how to get the textures in here out exactly how I hear them, like not just like maybe like the progression, cool, but like the actual sound, if I can't get that out, then I, I get frustrated and I'll spend all day trying to chase it. That's why I've never I, produced. And then I can't get to it. So like, but guys like guys like Marcus and other guys like um, that I know don't have the idea in their head, and they'll just walk around with it for like a week and like, oh, I've got this idea, and I'll just I'll lay it down eventually. I like I can't do that, 
Like if I, if I have an idea and I don't do it right then, then I'm going to lose it. Cause Same. if I start listening to something else, then I'm going to get inspired in a different way. And I'm going to want to go a different direction. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like, that's kind of like how I start is usually like, I'll pull up, I'll pull up a piano um, or I'll, or maybe I'll spend a day like just looking for new samples or looking for, for new sounds or something. And then I'll, I'll, I'll come back the next day and I'll revisit them and be like, okay, that'd be dope. Um, and that's another thing. I, I very rarely, um, I very rarely finish a beat in, in one, like one sitting. I, I like this. I'll sit down and I'll work until, yeah. cause the way my brain works, I, I'll sit down and work until I have to think about it. Like really think about like, Ooh, what comes next or what do I need to do? Or, Oh, it's missing something. If I, if I get to that point, I just stop and then I'll move on to, and create something else. So I might get right. like four or five ideas started in a day. And then the next day I'll go back to idea one. And then normally nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10, I'm like, oh, I hear what it needs. And then boom, 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 boom. It's done. Then I move on to the next one. So what I'll do is I'll usually start either on the a day on the weekend or like the beginning of the week or whatever. I'll like start a bunch of stuff and just get a bunch of ideas going and then periodically come back to them throughout the days or the week or depending on however many I did and then finish them. Some of them will be like, okay, that's not it like just throw it to the side mm. um but you know other one most of the time i'll be like okay cool that's it boom done and then move on because like the, again the way my brain works too like thinking about going from start to finish and all the work it takes i get real you know add where i'm like nope that you know i, I just can't focus like i have a real hard time like focusing on from beginning to end. but if it's our if the if like the the creative bulk work's already there then it's like, okay, now I just get to fill in the blanks and mix a little bit and have fun and that kind of thing. Because yeah. I started out mixing before I was, I, I mixed records, I was mixing records and in, 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 in other beats and stuff for, you know, four or five years before I ever like was making my own beat and like, hey, and like actually shopping it to somebody. So I, the, the mixing part, some guys hate mixing. So a lot of producers are like, I hate the mixing process. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Leave that to the engineer. Da, da, da. I love it. Like it's, it's become such a part of my creative process that, that it's just kind of ingrained in me. So I'm, I'm the same way. Like I haven't had to do it for real, for real, uh, since I've lasted music, but I, as much time as I put into writing and recording all the songs that I did, um, the time that I spent, cause I, I, I mastered everything and mixed yeah. everything. The time I spent adjusting and running out to the car and listening to it in the Equinox and then running back in the house <laughs> and yep. changing stuff. And then trying to make sure that my vocals blended because I'm I'm always working with a two track anyway. So oh yeah. So I don't have like stems, but um, I mean that's just what I know. So, uh, but I, I do enjoy like bringing out those sounds and everything. And like I've never really done it with anybody else's stuff. So I can I can engineer and I can mix all day. I can't get my thoughts that's in here to come out on any piece of uh, production software, whatever you call it. I've never been able to do it. I can sit here and tell you, Tim, I was like, I want this to sound like this and go and make the noises and everything. And I was like, and I want, I want this melody. And then you'll yeah. play that. And I was like, I want, and you would do that. Now, if I had to do it, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm done. I can't do this. too much work. Yeah, exactly. But like that, I mean, you know, you find your, your niche within the music realm. Like, you know, some people are button pushers. Some people are, are, you know, write music. Some people more lyrics. Some people are like, some people just know, hey, that sounds good. That doesn't. 
you know, like right. Rick Rubin's the perfect example. Rick's like, I don't, I don't know he what any, of these, he's like, here. yeah, he's like, I don't know what any of these knobs do. I don't know what any of these things, but you know, I'll be damned if, if you work with him and you don't put out the best record ever because he just knows how to, how to build a, a full album and what people need to hear. Yeah. That's exactly what Diddy was doing in, in the yeah. uh, shiny suit era. Yeah. Because everything from like, let, let's say 96 up until 90, late 97, like after big had passed everything, like, like he's getting all these production credits. And then you find out a couple of years later, he's just standing in the damn studio and pointing to the hitman saying, do, do this, do that, do this, do this, yeah, do yeah. that. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but like, like, but at the same time, I know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> like everybody wanted to puff daddy record and that it was going to this hitman and saying, all right, uh, do yep. I need you to make it do this and do that one, make it do this. Yep. So, so I, I completely get it. I need to be like Diddy. Yeah, <laughs> I need to. I, I can't need be the guy mashing on the NPC. I, I've yeah. tried that too. Yeah, you and just I, need the hitman around you and then you're good. Exactly. Let me get a team of producers. Yeah. That, that's what it'll do. So from your creative process, I, uh, just, I, I don't even know how long you've been selling beats uh, through the, the new model of uh, yeah. selling beats. Because I, I just probably followed your YouTube page within, I don't know, the last 18 months or so. I feel okay. like maybe a bit about later, later than that. I always knew you did beats. But then for the old way, at least for me, is like, all right, you know a producer. He does beats. He's not local. Like, you got to reach out to him. And then you kind of figure things out. Like, hey, I got some money or you got some beats I can hear and all this stuff. That was the old way of, doing, of listening to beats. Now, you literally go on YouTube and be like, Jay-Z type beats. You type that in and you get thousands upon hundreds of thousands of results of, of Jay-Z type beats that are marked as free, but really people are leasing these um, beats on the internet. Yeah. That artists like myself can purchase them for a decent price. And depending on how small they are, uh, they can pretty much do a, use it for an album or a single or anything like that. And then as long as they don't hit a certain number of streams, depending on what lease they bought, um yep. they they have access to this beat now that also could mean that i buy beat a today which i did that drink beat was filthy bro yep thank you thank you <laughs> and i was like yep that speaks to me i'm gonna go ahead and drop that 30 now i could buy at least that mp3 today which i did <clears throat> excuse me and then mc from wisconsin could also hear that beat and also lease that beat for 30 dollars. now chances are our two songs will never cross paths where it's like okay well the, we have the same beat, or it's not like we're going to have some beef over a beat. No, we both played our, paid our thirty dollars to get the lead. Exactly. Um. Now, say my version takes off, then I could come back to you and and say, uh, I I need to get, uh, can we let's work out more of a deal, like uh, so I can get exclusive. And I don't I don't even know how that would work if there's already leases out there. I'm really rambling at this point. But <laughs> how how does that whole world work, man? Because my profit money's doing it now. Um. And he, I've actually bought a couple of things from him. Ray Charleston, who used to rap and is now down to Bottle Top Boys and Lip Beats, um, who produced a bunch of stuff on my album. There, he's doing that kind of thing now. Like, how how does the beat game work these days for for YouTubes yeah. and beat stars? And I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> it's 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 so it's we it's a weird thing. Like I remember, so I remember back when like SoundClick was popping. SoundClick and and people were you know le they were essentially leasing beats off of off of SoundClick, you know. And now it, but, I was and stealing them bitches. Then, yeah, people were stealing. No, man, I remember people would bring SoundClick beats in the studio and be like, "Hey, can you remake this?" 
like I'll pay you like you know whatever it was like a hundred dollars whatever like yeah sure like fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> um, so um, so, I got a Rick Ross beat. I need you to remake. <laughs> pay you hundred bucks. Pay hundred bucks for it. Um, so um, so now it I was like at the beginning I was super against the whole like online leasing thing just because I didn't get it. Right. You know I was still. I was working with artists. I was like, this is our song. This is our thing. You know, it was the very, um, you know, traditional way of, 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 of making music and, and working with artists and, and selling beats. And, you know, like you pay X amount of dollars, whatever your, you know, your budget, you know, and, and you get it. Cause you know, this was back when, you know, guys like Timberland were getting, you know, 500 grand for a beat you know and then and guys were getting like you know producers were getting paid paid yes and then you know label budgets started getting smaller internet kind of gets more involved and you know people are stealing music then streaming and then everything so stealing music nobody did that i don't know i never stole an album never so never uh so they i i kind of started what happened is what happened is I had a, a a young producer um from the Charleston area, Miles T. Miles T is is super super talented kid, like incredible, incredibly talented kid. Um him and I still work on stuff together um Shout to this to day. Shout out to Miles. That's my bro. Um but I remember he came over to my studio um and we were just talking and chopping it up. And he was cause he was doing the online thing and the other producers he knew were doing the online thing and you know they're like 10 11 12 years younger than i oh wow so they get it right and then they broke it down to me and they explained it to me and then miles looked at me and i'll never forget it he said tim i don't know how much you're worth to these labels but you're worth a hundred grand a year on the internet easily I was like, one way of putting it. Damn. Okay. So at that point, I was like, all right, I need to see what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So I kind of like, you know, I did the research and I looked and I started looking into it. I'm like, okay. I was like, basically, it's given all these artists who who can't afford, you know, to to pay because we're at a point now where anybody, like anybody, can record an album distribute it themselves sell it themselves upload it themselves do all that don't need to go through any channels it goes they, you know well they go through distro kid tunecore whoever yeah but like you don't have it usually they're not you're not getting your album on itunes unless you go through the these specific channels right so it things started to get to a point where not everybody has these budgets and everything so it's like well I think I remember seeing somebody explain it like, you know, Apple makes an iPhone. They don't just sell one iPhone. Like they, they, they sell multiple iPhones. Right. Everybody gets an iPhone. So you get, an iPhone, you, get an iPhone. you get an iPhone and you get an iPhone. So they were like, you know, why, 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 why are we limiting ourselves as producers to only selling exclusive rights to something we create? Why don't we lease it to artists? Still maintain ownership of the of the copyright, you know, and still get our publishing, which we would if we sold exclusive anyway. 
uh, publishing, not the copyright. But, um, but you know why? You know, I I don't know who it was who was really like a the big push on that. But they were like, why don't we do it? You know, because you had guys who've been making money on the internet like that for since the SoundClick days. You know, like if you look at like you know Johnny Giuliano and and Johnny Giuliano, Johnny, shout Johnny uh, Superstar O, like those guys. They this wasn't new to them, you right. know, but it was new on the in the bigger scheme of things. So once I had it kind of like broken down to me by like Miles and those guys, I was like, let me just, let me see what happened. You know? So I, I made an online beat store. I made it. Cause then it, too, I had more and more people hit me up like, Hey, you know, do you have an online store that I can check out? Or do you have this? Or do you have that? And it's so much easier to send somebody there than it is to like, all right, let me go through the beat folders and pick out, you know, 10 beats and send them to them. And maybe they were made up. Like you can go to my site right now and listen to almost 400 beats. You know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. So like, like let me mood just, and everything. Yeah, let me just send <laughs> you there. So, so uh, I started. I kind of started dipping my toe in the water a little bit, and then I'll, I remember like sold my first lead, and it was it didn't take me long either. Like I hear guys like, oh, oh absolutely it not. Here, it took me this, absolutely took me that. Not. So it is one of your beats as my ringtone, and I was like, and I, I literally ripped off YouTube, and I was like, I could ask him for this just so I could play on my phone, but I, I was like, this joint is so nasty, I don't even care if it says, why don't you play for this beat though? <laughs> so, um, so I like, I saw Lisa, I was like, okay, this is dope, like, and then I sold another, and I'm like, okay, this is cool, you know, and it was just like a cool little, cool little thing, and I'm like, it started opening the door, you know, people started. You know, it, it kind of went back to, you know, how you're talking about, like, you reach out to somebody. Like, more often than not now, majority of the people I work, they reach out to me, whether it's on email, you know, a DM or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, um, you know, I, I was listening to this beat, you know, da, 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 can I get, yeah, sure. Um, but then I want to say, so that, I want to say I started in, like, 2015 or 2016, maybe. Damn. Maybe, like, 2016. And then in, 20, <laughs> in 2017, I was, I was like late to the party. I was like, it is what it is though. Like, because at the end of the day, I'm still like, this is a time I was still going to labels, still shopping stuff. And which, you know, to this day, you know, I'm still, you know, doing that sort of thing. Um, but it, it, it started, it started kind of like moving a little bit. And then in 2017, I had a beat that I posted I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a day. I don't know if it was just the timing of everything, what it was. And all of a sudden, the views in the, just shot up. Right. And I would, I'm talking, I would wake up in the morning and I would have like 10 emails about, can I lease this beat? And I would wake up and have X amount of sales every morning. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy. I got one to hit. And then I had like Miles hit me up and like, how did you get to rank number one on YouTube with that? And I'm like, wow, I'm sorry. What? He goes, search it right now on YouTube. <laughs> You're and I did trend, trend in what I did. And I was the number one trend on, 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 um, Drake type beats, Drake and future type beats. Um, and like, and, and then I was top five, 10 and a bunch of other ones. He's like, how'd you do that? I was like, I didn't do anything different than I've ever done. I promise you. I was like, I uploaded at the same time. I did this. I, I did, you know, did all, went through all the same channels I've been doing. And I don't know, it just popped off. So it popped off, went crazy. And then because of that, like, I can't, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of views it's sitting at right now. 
um, like a couple hundred thousand, maybe. Um, it still didn't go stupid, stupid, crazy like some other ones do. But, you know, that happened. And then all my other ones that I uploaded after that, you know, were getting 40K, 30K, 30K, 40K. And I'm like, okay, bet. like I did it. I got it. Everything's cool. Then the, the views started to drop on all videos that I was posting. What is going on? I'm not doing anything different. You know, I'm still getting interaction. Everything's still cool. but um. But then it just, they just kept going down. And then I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how true anything is. I don't look into it, but everybody's like, YouTube changed the algorithm. Right. Yeah, it's more about this now. It's more about that. Now you got to do this. Now you got to do that. And then I just, you know, and the views went from, you know, I had the 200,000, the, the 30, 30, 20, 15, 50. I had a bunch at like 15, 20K. And then all of a sudden they're getting down to like 10. And then they're down in the eights. Mm-hmm. And then they're down in the fives and the twos. And then they're down in the, you know, and that was like super discouraging because I was like, man, I did it. I got it. All my, I'm like, my, my shit's going to go crazy now. Like I'm going to be one of those kids that's talking about like, you know, I'm pulling in like 30 grand a month off beat leases. Like I'm good. And it just, it just kept going down, kept going down, kept going down. And like, I was still seeing my, but my sales were kind of like staying pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the newer stuff wasn't poking in. It was still all the older stuff from the time when everything was like going crazy. So, but now, if you look at my channel now, you know, we're talking four years later, I'll get a couple hundred views on a video. Yeah. Maybe. And, but I'm cool with it because now I don't rely on YouTube. I, re- I, I focus more on the, on the on the actual site and email marketing and 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 running promos actually on BeatStars because I've noticed that most of my sales come from directly from BeatStars directly from either my site or my player on there. I like so, your site. I don't like the BeatStars site. I hate it. I yeah, never get on BeatStars, but I do like your site. So. Yeah, but it's my site is through BeatStars. I, I know. So, so it's connected. Know, it's con- yeah. So it's it's completely integrated and connected, which is a cool thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it that's kind of more my main focus now when it comes to um, the, uh, leasing and 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 doing that whole type of thing. Um, but really, anymore now, my my main focus is the artists I'm kind of working with more directly. Yeah. Um, like I because I'd gotten to a point a couple couple years ago where i was just kind of bored with music like i'm like i'm making all these beats like a lot of these are cool like you know and i had you know i'll I'll never forget i had a guy say like i don't get it i was like don't get what he was like everybody i know that either either that i know personally or 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 see that i think you are just as talented as or or more talented than is like the dude they're out there they're just you know kind of running things and he's like i don't get why you're not i was like brother i don't get it either like you know like i'm just but uh you know it i got to a point where i got real frustrated i was getting real frustrated with music yeah and i just couldn't i couldn't figure out you know what my purpose was but then you know kofi came along and him and i linked up and it's just, he gave me that purpose that I needed again because he wasn't coming to me for anything other than myself. 
Right. Like he's like, dude, do you make what you make? I don't want anything different. I'm not going to ask you like, just send me what you make. Cause that's what I want. And it's been so fun and rewarding, like working with him. How long have you been um, working with Kofi now? So it was crazy. So I found him, I stumbled across one of his songs online, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, this is dope. Me and, I think me and this kid work really well together. And so I found him on Instagram and I DM'd him. I was like, hey. Um, Which I always one- goes well. Yeah, yeah right. I'm <laughs> like, oh, it's a I, it's a I heard, producer. yeah. I was like, I heard one of your songs, man. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. And on, on hearing it, like, I really think that my sound and your sound will, will work really well together. And I sent him the message. And then it wasn't until after the message that I had sent it where I realized, like, oh, shit, this guy's got, like, 20K followers. Mm. And one of them is Drake. And the other one's right. Boy Wanda. And right. the other one's, like, Hush. And I'm like, I'm not hearing back from this kid. There is no way I'm getting tossed to the side. But I shit you not. It was either that afternoon or that very next day. I had a DM back and he was like, yeah, here's my email. And I was like, damn, okay, cool. So I sent him, I sent him a batch of beats and the good beats, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. The good beats. Not the, not the trashy ones. Not the trash beats. I was like, okay, so I sent him like a pack. I don't know, maybe maybe there were like 10 in there. Because like I never know how many to send because I'm always like, I don't want to send too many, but I don't want to send too little either. So if they don't give me like a specific amount, I'm always like, oh, let me like throw them like 10 beats. So I, I sent him 10 beats. Number. Yeah, I sent him 10 beats. And then I didn't hear back from him. And, but I was cool with it. I'm like, man, you know, he's probably, you know, doing whatever. Like maybe he heard him, maybe he didn't, you know. I'll, I'll follow up with him, you know, maybe next week. So then the next, but the, the, I think it was the next week, the next week or a week after he, uh, I got a, um, a text from a guy, no J main out in LA runs arm base. And he was like, Hey, I got this dude coming over to the studio on um, this week. I think, uh, you'd have some good stuff for him. His name's Kofi. He's from Toronto. And I'm like, no shit. I was like, I sent him a batch of beats like last week. He was like, oh, no way. You know, so we started talking about that. So then I hit Kofi. And he's like, oh, shit. He's like, that's you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, man, I'm recording to this one tonight. Oh, and he, shit. Yeah. And it ended up being the trust record uh, right. that we got out. Um, the single we put out. And I was like, okay, bet. So after, And then after that, it was like, it was just like real cool. And me and him, like. It, that's family now him and his whole his whole crew um that's you know and that amazing. yeah we've got i mean we had i did uh i did one on his ep uh, uh that came out on rebel records late last year fall of last year and then um i co-produced one with him and k9 on that same ep and then um he had the album just come out 100 dark nights a couple weeks ago and I did, um, I did I one on posting on your stories. Yeah, I did one on there. Uh, got you already, and then um, I did another one. Do you dirty? Um, but it had a sample in it, and a lot of times with that, it's like, all right, I'm gonna. He was like, man, we could probably pay for the sample, but I was like, man, let's just replay it. And with him, 
he's a super dope producer in his own right mm-hmm. and and great and great piano player plays guitar all that kind of stuff so with him i'm usually like hey you go ahead and replay it instead of me me doing it because one he know he already knows what he's going to want and and two he's just he's just good that good nice. at it right. yeah he's that nice so so he replayed the piano on on that and then um my little secret which was a fun one him and i did together he uh he sent me um i'm driving home uh to see my parents and uh a message comes through and i see that it's him and it's like and there's an mp3 and he's like hey do you hear any uh, do you hear any drums for this and i hit play and it's just him singing with the guitar and it's like three four time and i'm like all right this is dope i was like i hear i was like i heard drums instantly right so i told him i was like hey i'm heading home for the day like i'm gonna like or maybe like two maybe it's like two days i was like i'm as soon as i get back it was right at christmas i was like as soon as i get back i'm getting in the studio and i'm gonna have drums on so i got back and that very next day i added drums and a bass line and sent it back to him and ended up making the record um but yeah but we've got and we've got a couple others in in the tuck right now um, a decent amount. It's always okay. nice to have something to talk. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a good amount. Well, it was crazy because I remember. So I sent him when I sent him "Got You Already" and "Do You Dirty." Um, I was real excited about the the "Got You Already" record. I was like, man, I think he's really gonna like this. And I don't get excited about my own stuff. Like I don't like you should because it's all dope. But <laughs> thank you. Me. But like, yeah, but like it that it's you. It's like guys like you that that determine that, not me. Like. Yeah. like i a lot of times i listen to my stuff You're i'm like, so I like humble i really don't like like to be honest to god like i don't like any record i've ever done like i do i do but i don't think it's that i'm always like oh there's there's better out there you know right i i know what you're trying to say you, that's you, just i'm i'm a i'm a tough critic on myself mm-hmm. so but i remember sending out man i'm excited about this so i sent him i sent him a pack of records and he hits me back with like couple fire emojis and uh all right i'll talk to you in a couple days when i have another album done and i'm like oh okay it's like that and i'm thinking like okay that's funny you know he's just gassing me up whatever like Mm -hmm. but that's that's dope he's at least connecting with a couple of them hyphen i shit you not no more than 48 hours later i'm i'm like getting ready to work out i'm like stretching warming up doing all that going through that whole nine and Kofi hits me on the FaceTime. I answer and he goes, you check your messages yet? And I'm like, nah, why? What's up? He goes, check it. I check. And he sent me like eight songs and I'm like, you did it. And he was like, yeah, he goes, some of them aren't fully finished. Some are fleshed out, but like, there's some really good stuff in here. He's like, there's one that I'm really excited about. I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, listen, I'm getting ready to work out. I'm warming up. I'm going to, put them on because I, I work out of my I converted my garage into a gym uh, once the pandemic kicked off so I was like I'm in the garage I'm just gonna pump them through the speaker and and you know and I'll call you back when I'm done working out hey what's up everybody WWE Hall of Famer the Godfather here special shout out to B hyphen and handsome Bane the Rasselcast Power Hour, and it's available everywhere. Podcasts or streams. So everybody, check them out. You know the Godfather will, and it's time once again 
for everybody at the Hyphen Podcast Group to come aboard the I, I got through my warm up and I'm listening and I called him back before I even started. And because I'd heard the Got You Already record and I was like, come on, man. <laughs> he was like, you like it? I was like, man, this record is, it's now my favorite record that we've done. Um, but he, and then Do You Dirty was also in there. Um, and then there's, there's two more that were in there that are coming on his uh, next project on Red Bull. Um, that he told me yesterday or the day, maybe the day before when we spoke, um, he was like, these two are going to be on there for sure. Um, and yeah. And I was just like, I was like, all right, bet. So that was definitely a, a, a productive pack that I sent him at that point. Cause there's, I would say so, yes. there's a couple others in there too, that where I'm like, man, these records got to land on something or got to land somewhere because like, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of them, but maybe it's just me because I'm like, I like, I just like what he did. Cause he told me, he was like, man, I might do something else with that record and do something. I was like, man, that record's got, I'm thinking back in my head. I'm like, man, that record's got to come out. Like, don't make me put it out. You know, <laughs> don't make me leak your shit, bro. Yeah. Oh no, I would never, I would never. Leak. I know. I know. He actually, he actually dealt with, uh, he actually dealt with a guy who like, he had a leak happen, a little leak, nothing crazy. He wasn't too stressed about it. I was like, dude, that's going to happen. You just got to say, fuck it. Um, yeah, for real. And stuff like that. And then Leaks somebody aren't nothing compared to what they used to be. Oh man, they were bad. Like, <laughs> well, because what would happen is, you know, on the way to, the you know the printing on you know getting it put on the physical disc is someone would get the files and be like oh i can just throw this on the internet now and people will pay for it you know or people will pay me to have it to be able to put it out for free basically Mm -hmm. or to have that exclusive so you just started seeing records pop up everywhere and that's why we didn't get the original version of the carter three exactly that's why we (laughs) didn't get that that's why we didn't get lloyd banks's uh original second album yeah, I, I remember because yeah. the the he girl also left stole, it in some bitch car. Yeah, to stole it out the car and then it leaked <laughs> that. But it's it's on the internet and it's it's good. It's it is really good. It um, is. There's been so many albums that we haven't heard like the actual or the original because of that. Well, you know? shit. Like even back in '99, like Nas's third album, I Am, that, yeah. that got leaked. Uh huh. And and like he like bunch of those records ended up on uh, Lost Tapes and yep. Lost Tapes is like one of his dopest things ever. And he had to throw away all those records and then make I Am, which I personally love, even though I probably shouldn't. But that was my first Nas album. So what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Like, I'm one of those ones that, like, I get, uh, you know, I get blasphemous shouts because, you know, I think that It Was Written is better than Illmatic. And, like, you know, and, like, all these people are like, I can't you're say crazy. It's I can't say it's blasphemy. That, that's like, people like, are like, what? Like, all the hip-hop purists are like, no, sir. And I'm like, bro, it just, it just, it resonates better with me. It and just that's does. what it is. It just does. I've like, learned those, that about myself. Yeah. Certain, no, apo- no apologies. Right. No apologies, man. Like, when you spend a certain amount of time with a record, um, the, no matter what the critical acclaim is, you love that album. Like personally, if someone came to me and said, What's your favorite J. Cole album? I'm gonna say Born Center. And then they're gonna like, What? And I'm like, you don't understand how much time I spent breaking down and listening to Born Center over and over, especially because it was one of those discs that it opened and then the last track kind of loops it back in. So yeah. when you're just spinning it over and over, it's like one consistent loop. And it just like you don't understand when you spend time with a certain record, even if it gets one star, that's your album. And that's just what it is. 
they're 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 time markers right like you know like i'm like like you said like it was my first nausea that i you know the the, so it's like of course that's going to resonate with you of course that's because that's a that's a marker for like a moment in the soundtrack of your life essentially you know like there's and and that's that's just the way that's the way it's going to be you know it's like i can connect with records you know you know from my childhood that maybe others can or they you know records came later and like oh this is better like people are like oh carter three is the best wayne record i'm like nah 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 carter two is the best wayne record <laughs> two is the best three is probably the most polished i must say yeah but two like i used to fight people on that too because I, I like i didn't love carter two when it came out because i really liked the carter one i didn't love carter, carter one is great too though that's the thing it is and people don't talk about 500 degrees, but 500 degrees was crazy. 500 degrees had some records too. Like, 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 you know, just it, it again, but again, it all comes down to, yeah, okay, when were you, you know, like, you know, and then, you know, we come up with, you know, but like a lot of that mixtape Wayne stuff to me was better than Carter three. I've been like, playing. Um, do you remember the Mary J remix um, of just fine? That's what speaks did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's yeah, I realized it was on Spotify the other day, and I started running that. Wayne's verse on that is freaking crazy. It's crazy. And I even let I even played in the car this morning with my daughter in the car. And at the end, he says, "I did a joint Mary J. Blige, my niggas," and he says it so quick. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, whatever. And then Mary goes off, and it, like his verse is bananas on that man. He was that was when he was. What year was that? That was that would have been like oh six oh six oh six. So that's when that was like when Wayne started hitting his like feature run where he was just mm-hmm. like on like 100 features a year and every single verse was just bodied. Like I remember seeing a little brother verse and then killed that joint. Yeah. Like I remember seeing somebody posted on Twitter um, uh, the other day that it was, you know, it was like this is a reminder that on this day um, X amount of years ago. Wayne gave us uh, this masterpiece, and it was that last verse on "We Taken Over" on the Khaled record. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. I saw so, that. So, and I responded with, "I was like, oh, AKA the day Wayne almost burnt my house down." Like, because I remember they, me and my boys looking at each other like, "What is this man do? Like, he's transcending everything." The day like, my house almost burned down for Little Wayne would have been when he dropped that. Um, show me what you got. Money's what I got. The money's what I got. Yeah. Little yeah. Little yeah. Little Man, that's what I don't even know. The video's still up. There was a video, like one of those DVD videos, you know? Yep. Where they had shot him in the studio and him just kind of walking around like Miami or something. And this is yeah. like Wayne before Wayne really blew up. And he just, because Jay had come out with it and everybody's like, all right, that's cool. Like the beat's nuts. Jay yeah. was cool. Um, but Wayne just, whew. Wayne just smoked it. Yeah, that was when people were like, okay, Jay's cool. Like people were like, it was that period where Jay had come back and like people yeah. were real, like lukewarm to anything he did. They were like, uh, I don't know if he should have came back. Cause like the black album was so perfect. And like, everybody's like, and everybody's holding on. Everybody's like, uh, I don't know. Then granted a couple of years later, they were like, Oh wait, no. Hope it also still. didn't help, but he came back and uh, rapped like this for like a whole album talking like this, this, you know, and whispering this and like Jay, like super, doing? you're like, some bass in there. You're too laid back you right now. One. Jay what like uh, <laughs> bro and i was disappointed because like he was working with dre and shit and i'm like this is gonna be crazy and it was like Such it's potential. still it's still cool but like i'm getting ready I mean, to talk about that it's it's actually this year is the 15th anniversary of kingdom come so me and my uh one of my semi-regular co-host marcus we're gonna be talking about that album 
And uh, he, we had this discussion before. I think he likes it more than me. I loved it when it came out because I was like, oh my god, new Jay Z. And then Jay's after a while, back, I was yeah. like, I was like, I don't think I like the album as much. As <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, man, I hope he comes out with another record but, sometime. But soon then I feel because... the same way about Magna Carta too. And everybody, there's a lot of people who love Magna Carta, and I'm yeah. like, eh, he had moments. There were mo- there are big moments on there. There's huge moments. There's, there's big huge. moments. But it's, it's not huge when it's bad. It's okay. It's let's, not good. Yeah. Let's you, put yeah. Another Nas feature that doesn't pay off. That that's yeah. Cool. That was kind of yeah. It's just those. But I mean, it happens. It really it is. happens, and you roll with it. Speaking of things happening, okay. I need to know exactly. I know you did like a whole video about it, but how did you end up making a certain entrance theme called Firing Squad for uh, a wrestler named Tama Tonga of the Bullet Club? Do you want to talk about that? Ah, uh, my brothers. I love talking about that. I love talking about those guys. Um, Crazy? So it was... I'll never forget when I got the email because, like, I was... We were living at our... Um, our the place his we lived at before house. he was at his fourth house guy yeah so before, no i was we were living um we were living at our our first place we uh we moved to here in columbus and um and i was like in front of the tv i was like plugging my phone into charge and i checked my emails real quick i had this email and it was um i can't remember what like the headline was or the 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 message was but in the body of the email it was like hey tim uh, it's Gus. Um, and I knew Gus through an old high school buddy of mine. Him and Gus played college baseball together. Nice. And I was like, and I'm starting to read the email. And I'm like, oh, it's 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 Gus. Like, I'm in college. Cool. Um, and he said, um, I'm doing, uh, I can't remember his marketing or what he was doing. But he's like, anyway, he's like, I'm working with a friend of mine who um, is a professional wrestler and he, they're doing rebranding on him uh, a little bit or thinking about it. And he wants to get new entrance music. And I immediately thought of you because, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm a fan of yours and the work you've done. And, and I think that you would be perfect for it if it's something that you would be interested in. And then he goes, um, the wrestler's name is Tamatanga and he wrestles in uh, new Japan pro wrestling. <laughs> and so I'm reading that and Gus has no like me like me and Gus cool me and Gus hadn't spoken decades probably eight to ten years yeah and he has no idea that I'm a pro wrestling fan he has no idea that I'm a Tamatanga fan and a Bullet Club fan and so I'm just like is this is this a real email <laughs> is this really happening and I remember, I remember looking at my now wife and being like, and she's looking at me like, what? And she, I'm like, I just got this crazy email. And then started talking about it. And she's like, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, let me. So I hit Gus back and I'm like, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. I would love to take, take a crack at it, you know, and see what happens. Because it was something that like in the back of my mind as a producer, I'm like, you know, and as a, as a wrestling fan. I'm always like, man, it would be so cool to do that. Yes. But I don't know how I would even get started in doing that. You know, I want to be Jim Johnson. Exactly. (laughs) So, but like I had done, so uh, a couple years prior, 
I had had a couple um, songs picked up by um, the WWE for the network. Um, oh, that's dope. For, um, yeah, for um, like, it was like, uh, do you remember the, the Breaking Grounds show yes. they had on there yep. where, where they followed the NXT kids? Um, so I had a couple like songs playing in the background that I had no de- idea got placed there, but I was watching it one time and I heard, I was like, that's one of my that's, records. It is my, that's, my like, that's crazy. I had no idea how they got it. I had to contact them and be like, how did you get this? That's good shit. Where's my money? <laughs> yeah. Right. So and they don't pay anybody. WWE doesn't pay people shit. Yeah. So, um, not to bad mouth them or anybody, but like, it's well documented that, <laughs> you know, so as far as on the mu- music side of things. Gotcha. So, um, but I was like, man, I was like, so I was, I was talking to somebody at, at WWE Music over there, and I was just like, you know, hey, anything you guys would ever need, you know, like, but like they, they didn't care who I was or what, right. I, you know, they, they weren't interested, you know. The, so, I, uh, I'm like, wow, this is my chance to like, kind of do something. Like, I'm a New Japan fan, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Tama fan, you know. I'm a, I'm a Prince Devon fan. I'm a Fale fan. So I uh, I hit Gus back. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to love to give it a shot. And um, he's like, okay, great. So he puts me, um, he links me and Tommy together. So me and Thomas start, you know, talking over text or whatever. And he's, uh, I'm like, you know, what are you looking for? You know, what's the, the kind of the end game you're trying to do? He's like, all right, you know, um, here's some ideas I had. And I was like, okay, what are some songs that you listen to that like? give you that feeling that you want you know and he's like well here's some that i listen to like that i like to listen to uh, to get into the zone you know before you know i i, I go have a match like, okay cool and he sends me some stuff i'm like okay these are all these are all pretty dope this is cool i can i can work with this like he's 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 super he's super creative in his own right like he's really good at at getting his his creative brain across oh yeah like even even though we were speaking different like he's like i don't know musically how to explain it but i'm like you're 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 doing it well enough so i i knew what he wanted right so i worked on probably i I gave him like five or six ideas i want to say like i didn't want to just give him one and like sell him on that like this is it like this is the one you absolutely knew but and like well there was one that i had a feeling he which ended up being the one to take but um, so I'm like, I sent him, I sent him like five or six and I'm like this, you know, let me know if any of these, cause I wanted to send him a little bit of variety. Cause sometimes people will be like, I want this, but what they really want is this. So I sent him a little bit of a variety and, and he hits me back and he's like, yo, this one right here is crazy. And he was like, uh, could you, um, could you add this? Uh, like something like this at the beginning. I was like, yeah, sure. So I do it, send it to him. He's like, all right, perfect, cool. Um, gets approved by him. Uh, uh, everybody was cool with it. New Japan, boom, 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 boom. Some time starts going by. Things start going by. Nothing, you know, it never, they, he never contacts Things me about a debut. Down. And, you know, did, uh, me and him are still in contact, you know, and everything. And, you know, in, in the world of professional wrestling, you can't just like change things on a dime. No. And it, cause it's not going to make sense. Everything has to make, there has to be a reason. There has to be a purpose for, for everything, for whether it's changing a look, whether it's changing a uh, gear, a gimmick, whether it's changing, you know, a finisher, uh, whether it's changing entrance music, whether, you know, everything has to have a reason for the story to move forward. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. 
And then I don't know what happened or what, but like they apparently they didn't pull the trigger on that like solo reset for him or whatever. But him and his brother were super hot, you know, uh, as a tag team with God, right? So um, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, they're you know they're doing that and and they're loving it and everything's cool. So fast forward, I'm gonna say probably a year and a half after after i had sent after him and i had first started talking connecting right um after we'd first connected i want to say it was probably like a year and a half um in like so he texts me and is like hey uh what's going on you know small talk you know how you doing you know i was like or maybe he called me I can't remember if he called me or he texted. Um, and but anyway, we were chatting for a minute. He goes, "Do you remember um, this other theme that you sent me? It was called I think I titled it Loyalty." And I was like, "Yeah." And he said, "What what's what's going on with it?" Like, and I'm like, "Man, it's just sitting on my hard drive. Like, those are all things I made for you and that I've kept in case you or anybody else would want them." Um, you know, if any of the other boys wanted. And he said, I think it would be great for me and my brother. And he lo- he loves it. I love it. And and we both think it makes sense. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Oh yeah. So it was like it was it was in December. I know it was December because he goes, I want to debut it at Wrestle Kingdom. Which was like, yeah. Which was, was huge. Was that the year Jericho was there, or, or was there? Or was it the year after? I think it was the year after. I think it was. I think year. It was like Jericho okay. first up at Wrestle Kingdom twelve. I feel well, like. and it was thirteen was where it debuted. Okay. Yep. That, so um, this is twenty eighteen then. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. probably what I was twenty eighteen nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah probably. There. Yeah. So um. So uh. So he's like, I want to debut at rest. I'm like, dude, man, they like, they saw the Tokyo Dome. This is like the biggest show of the year. Like, hell, it might be. It's this, the biggest show next to WrestleMania. The biggest exactly show. in the world. Yes. So I'm like, hell yes. Um, and he's, uh, so we're talking and he goes, um, I was wondering a couple of things. Like, could you, you know, he, he wanted, because it was just the instrumental at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, he was like, we're, we're going to use it. He goes, but he goes, if you could get a hook on it, like our our current music has like that would be dope you know if not fine you know but it's just an idea we have and i've got this idea for like a cb radio type intro and and i was like okay cool like yeah i can make that happen and then i start so the wheels started turning and i was like man i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call in some favors i'm gonna blow this bitch up i was like (laughs) i was i had i had two guys that i was it's kind of like two degrees of separation i didn't answer my phone by the way (laughs) i was like two to get where i was like man i think i know a guy who knows the guy like let me see if i can get this feature on this record because this will transcend everything yeah but then i started looking at the calendar and i'm like dude you've got like two weeks before wrestle kingdom i'm like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mention the names of the artists, 
but like I would have to, it was, they were label guys. So I'm like, man, I'm going to have to, I don't know if I'll get it cleared. I don't know what they're going to ask for. I don't know all these things. I'm not going to be able to, um, it's, it's going to be too much of a crunch, too much pressure. I can't do that. Like I'm gonna, so that idea kind of like quickly was like, I like suppressed it. Right. Um, and I'm glad I did because what I ended up doing is reaching out to an artist here in Columbus, uh, named keys. And I was like, I don't know if you'd be into this, uh, for me, but, um, like if you could, if you could do me a solid and help me out, like that would be great. And he was like, Oh yeah, man, it's cool. Me and him had, you know, become cool over the years. We met at a, at a showcase here in, in the city. Um, and he came through, you know, I kind of told him the gist of everything. And then, um, I just kind of like, he had some ideas and then I just kind of hit record and he just took off great shot, took off. And then I was like, okay, that, that, and that, and then just kind of cut and piece stuff. I'm like, okay, now this is going to be this, and this is going to be that. And then, um, and then I, uh, the next day, I think I recorded the, the CB, uh, yeah, you did the intro. CB intro. Yeah. I think yeah. I did that the very next day. Um, I was like, let's see how I sound on here. And it turned out, I was like, man, this turned out pretty great. No. Send it to Tama. And he was just like 15 fire emojis. He was like, it's go time. <laughs> I was like, hell yes. So then, because too, the other reason I was like, I can't go, if I got to wait for a clearance on a, on a, on a verse or on a hook, um, I, not only am I going to have to wait for that, but I'm going to, I got to deal with new Japan. So the new Japan negotiations themselves took like a week and a half mm. to get everything cleared and okayed. And da, da, da. thankfully I had Tom, I have him my back and he's like, yes, yes, yes. Da, 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 we're doing this. Blah, blah, right. blah. So, um, so yeah, wrestle kingdom popped off. Um, and, and it's, and the, the response has been incredible, um, over the past couple of years. Um, and, and, you know, just like fan fans reaching out and, and, and just really connecting with the record and, and just being just super cool. And then, you know, I went to the um the block party for the G1 Supercard in New York. Um, nice. you know, Tama was like, Hey man, come, like, you know, we got you. You know, you're you know, you're one of the boys this weekend. I was like, Okay, bet. So I went there and I and you know, you. and even <laughs> and even like and even the the fans there were like knew who I was, which was like weird to me. It's like crazy. And I'm like, that's cool. Like I had a guy come up, you know, super cool. He's like, hey man, I DM'd you on da da da. I'm like, yeah, I remember. He's like, oh cool. He's like, can I get a picture? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, you know, who am I? So like, but it was cool, you know, to chop it up and and just kind of like be with them and you know, and I've made, you know, great friends out of it. Like me and Fale are super cool now, you know, and and me and Tom, of course, and me, me and Tangaloa and and you know, all all the guys like they were just so like welcoming to me, which was awesome. Um, and, 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 you know, and true friends and like, and, and even, you know, Thomas family, like Thomas wife is the greatest and his, you know, mom and pops are the best and, you right. know, that kind of thing. So, um, and his sister, fantastic. Um, you know, I keep in touch with them. Um, and they're just, yeah, it was just, it was just a really cool experience. Like, I, I'm I'm glad that that it all kind of like fate kind of shook it out and it all worked out the way it did because um, it's been it's been a lot of fun and you know working on hopefully some more things I got some uh, oh some some oh. more things some more things you to heard send it here him. first some more things to send him well actually I already did man I already did another interview Fale if you see this <laughs> me and you have been talking about doing a new one for you for like a year and a half two years. 
Like, let's get it done. Let's make it happen. I think I got one that's perfect. I'm going to message you later. And hopefully you're like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I actually did another one um, for Tama for a certain collective group of individuals that wrestle in New Japan that mm. he, he may or may not be a part of. Um, I see. But, but I mm. actually have another one now that I think that would be even better. Oh, wow. um, so I'm going to send that to him. I'm going to, I'm going to hit him up and be like, Hey man, I got this, I got this idea. And I think it's, I think it's pretty dope. And I think it fits everything. And I think, you know, maybe right around now or sometime in the near future would be the time to pull the trigger on doing something like that. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see, but, um, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm always working in, in another cool thing. Like I've had all kinds of independent guys reach out to me too. Like, Oh yeah. Hey, like, Hey, like, you know, I wrestle for so-and-so like, I love what you did. Like, you know, would you be willing to, to work on something? And I'm always like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, that's the one good thing about you. Like, no matter what you, you don't say no a whole lot. Like, unless it's like a real something, just something absolutely you can't do it. That's yeah. when I, I know you to say no, but like you're literally one of those dudes that give the shirt off your own back. So you you will find a way to work with somebody as much as you can. So that oh I, yeah, it's it, it's no problem if it's something I, I especially if it's something I enjoy doing. You know, um, if it comes down to to me doing something that I really really love to do, um, then I'm always I'm I'm always got I've always got open ears. Yeah, you know, and if it's something that doesn't work out, then that's fine too. But like I'm always willing to listen. Like. I don't care who you are, you know, or, or, or what you, you know, what level you're at or what stage, like, you know, if you're, if you're reaching out to me, that means I kind of like connected with you in a way, like I'm never not, I'm never going to, not going to be like, Oh no, like, no, thank you. No, bro. Like, no, bro. Like, unless, unless, unless it's like, I just don't have the time or like I'm working on this or I'm working on that. But like, you know, if if, even then you'll be like, I could get back to you by this time. I can get back to you. Yeah, sure. Like, it's like, I can get back to you, but I'm not, you see the the good thing about me being in the position I'm in right now is like, I'm not, I'm not owned or contractually obligated to anybody. Like I can work with whoever I want to right now. I can work amazing with who, you know, with whoever, However, you know, I can, I can do the, I can do stuff for, for Tama and do records for Kofi and, and, and lease beats on the internet and also send records, you know, to like, you know, my buddy Lee Major, um, who's produced for everybody under the sun. Yeah. Um, you know, like I just sent him a batch of records yesterday. Um, and like, I can do all these things and I don't have to worry about like, Oh, what's, you know, so-and-so going to say, or I've got to make sure I fulfill this obligation or fulfill that obligation. It's like, you know, I just, I just want to work and make music and, and enjoy it every step of the way. Because if I don't, if I, I always told myself, if there's ever a time I don't enjoy doing this, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm not going to do stop. it anymore. Because yeah. what else would I be doing it for? You know, there's a million one other things I can go do if I don't enjoy this. But thankfully, you know. Been working if, out pretty good, huh? what 16 17 years later you know like and 10 a little over 10 doing it like full-time nothing but it you know i still love doing it and i still enjoy it so i want to be like you when i grow up tim is that cool (laughs) that's that's perfectly fine (laughs) so so we've we've been here for about an hour and i i want to get you out of here but i i couldn't let you be on the show without finally getting to ask you about that uh, that garage that you mentioned in in your own little uh 
Iron Paradise as yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, like, cause I mean, ever since I known you, you've been a, a real a real skinny dude, a real healthy looking dude. And now uh, you, every now and then, even though you're you're kind of backing away from social media a little bit now, yeah. every now and again, you will be posting stuff on on the IG of you just hang clanging and banging on some huge ass uh, uh, barbell barbells dumbbells all that stuff. Yeah. So so. How did you get into has exercise always been something you've been into, or is it just something that you picked up probably in the past few years? But like it, it blows my mind what you, what you be doing in that gym, man. Like you'd be putting up these posters, like this is what I did today. And I'm like, you did 16 things, you did all <laughs> eggs in between, you ran up the rocky steps and came back and then finished your set, man. It's crazy. So I've always like um I kind of grew up an athlete, um, you know, playing sports and doing that whole thing all through through you know elementary years and and high school and everything and when i decided i like uh, er, and figured out that i wasn't going to play in, in any level of college or anything right um i kind of like i also i started getting more into music as well which was perfect but at the same time like i'd, I'd always been like an uh an active healthy you know kid so the gym started becoming something i did um, you know, whether it was, you know, doing more cardio based stuff or weight training, you know, I've kind of like gone up and down the, the full gambit of stuff, whether it's like, you know, just like, you know, super gym bro, like just, you know, pumping iron or it's like, you know, run, you know, more running miles and, and, and everything kind of in between. Um, and then, um, a couple years, uh, a couple years ago, after we moved to Columbus, um, I was here for a year and I was still, I was going to a gym, you know, it was just kind of like head down everything like, you know, but I was getting real bored with my routine, you know, it was like standard, you know, splits and everything. And, but, you know, I've always, always been in the gym. It's always kind of been like my, my second home to well, third homes, like home studio gym. gym. So, um, I, uh, after we moved here, I, um, I decided I was going to um, drop into a, a CrossFit gym and I'd done, I'd like dropped in and worked out with friends who, who'd done it before. Um, but I'd never like full on, you know, consistently Committed done it. Committed to it. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. um, I, I dropped in at this place. It looked pretty cool. It was right up the road and it was just, it was, it was awesome. Like the people there were super cool and I've made, I made incredible, incredible friends there. Um, you know, friends that I'll have for the rest of my life, right? Um, which is awesome. Um, and it just, it became something that, and I got more kind of like tuned into my fitness and, and, and just doing everything, you know, putting the, the weightlifting together with the cardio and the gymnastics and all that kind of thing. And, and really just had fun with it. Um, then fast forward to a year ago, um, COVID hit. And unfortunately, um, after a couple months of, you know, restrictions and everything, um, they had to close, uh, close the gym permanently. Right. Um, which was super okay, sad day. Your gym completely shut down. Yeah. Huge, oh, okay. hu- huge, blow, huge blow. Um, it was a, it was, it was a dark day. Um, but, um, but because of that, so they kind of had to liquidate everything. Right. Yep. And so I was like, now's the time. Like I've always talked about like, you know, having more of a home setup, like, so I just bought a ton of shit, 
<laughs> I just bought, you know, I bought, I bought the air bike, I bought the rower, I bought the barbell and plates. And all the money dumbbells. you made, Lisa and Beats. Were yeah. <laughs> Kettlebells. I got a pull-up bar, you know, pull-up bar, I got everything. So I was like, man, like I'm going to, I'm going to build out this gym. Plus at the same time too, I'm like, I can't go anywhere to work out because gyms are closed anyway. Right. So they had, thankfully they had let us kind of like, it was like, like checking out a library book, like on lease, they let you check out some equipment and you could hold it and, and use it at home until the gym reopened and then you had to bring it back. Um, but since the gym didn't reopen, um, you know, uh, you were able to purchase that stuff. So I purchased that, what I'd borrowed from the gym, which, which I had borrowed and then went back and also bought bigger stuff, like more of the stuff. Cause now everything was on sale. So, uh, yeah. so I went ahead and did that and built the gym out. And then like for the past, for the past year, um, I've just been, I haven't had needed to go anywhere else. Um, I've still gone and dropped in and worked out with um, a buddy of mine at, at the gym he goes to now. Yeah. Um, which is great. But yeah, for the most part, I'm just strictly garage gym in it, which, which is, which is nice. Um, you know, I'd, it's kind of nice to be able to roll out of bed, have your breakfast and then just kind of like, I was getting ready to ask when, what part of the day are you, are you going in that gym? Is it like first thing? Are you or going late nights? Or I do. I do more today. I do. I do mornings because I, I like how it sets the tone for the rest of my day. Like I wake up, I have my breakfast and my coffee um, and then I, I kind of get ready and then go out there, warm up, do my workout, yeah. um, come in, shower and then studio. That's and then I do that. And you usually. sit in the studio all day and get to play all with day. the keys. And, all day. And watch and then, the checks roll in on your PayPal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I just purchased a beat finally after all those likes. About time you bought another beat. It's been a year. Man, your support, man, means means a lot, man. You're always, hey, man. You, I mean, you've always been the, you've always been one of the guys that like, I remember if I, you know, I remember back, you know, back in Morgantown, because you were kind of like, I was kind of on my way out of that scene, scene when you were kind of like coming into it. Mm-hmm. But I, you were, you know, you were always such a strong, you know, champion for people and you never were just pushing your own agenda. You know, you were always supporting and you know whether it's on forums whether it's at shows you're always at the shows you're always yeah. like turning out you're always you know you know that's and right, that's man. and that's one of the reasons why i feel like you know you know and that just shows your character you know but that's why you know people will always you know be wanting to hop on interviews with you or you know do records oh, stop with you. it oh my you know God. like no like that you know that that <laughs> stuff that stuff carries weight you know more than a lot of people know i always told people like like at the end of the day, like if I'm in a room with people, if I'm in a studio with somebody, like I, I might not be the most talented person in there. I might not be the most knowledgeable person in there, you know? And if I am, I, you know, probably need to find another room because I always want to be learning. <laughs> but like right. at the same, t- at the same time, like I might not be the most talented. I might not be, you know, the most knowledgeable, but I'll be damned if I'm not one of the, like the nicest people in there and the most relatable people in there, because yeah. I want whenever that session's over with, like I want that to carry with them. So the next time they're working on something, they're like, Hey, I wonder what Tim's doing. Like Tim yep. was a real cool dude. Like he was, a, he was a good, ha- good to have here in the, in the room. Like, you know, he, he knows what he's talking about and, and he's just a good vibe overall. Like, like I always want that. Being a be- good vibe is so important, man. It, it's so important. Being talented will get you in the room, but being that good vibe is what gets you back again and again 
and again. Absolutely. And, again. and, and I'm never That's the words of wisdom right there, you know, and I'm never, I'm never, you know, I'm never faking anything. You know, that's just, that's just the way I am. Nah, so, you've always been real genuine, man. Even when I, I saw you uh, outside of a uh, mountain, mountain field, it was like last football season. I yeah, that was probably the last time I saw that's, you. That's the last time I saw you. Yeah. You were uh, you. We were walking opposite direction. I think I was going in. You was heading out or something. Maybe opposite. I was leaving because I was in the yeah. tailgating, and I saw you. And I think you were with the wife. Then I don't know if you were married yet. Then, but um, yeah, I met her, and I was like, Tim, what's up? You're like, oh, what's up, wife? We chopped it up and everything. So yeah, yeah I, I've always loved you, man. So I, I appreciate you coming on and everything. Likewise, brother. One last thing I want to tell you though before we go. All right. Um. One of my favorite records you ever produced, and I hope I don't have. I know you produced this though. You you definitely were involved in this record. Let's find out. It was <laughs> it was a Travis Dupree record. Yep. Um, now Travis is now a Christian rapper. I just checked out his most recent project that came out. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Put <laughs> out a Christian a Christian project, but Travis still got the chops. Uh, oh yeah, he he's does. Putting it up for God now. He's yeah. still amazing. Um, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. So Did you produce that or you, because I feel like I said you produced it once and you were like, no, I didn't produce it. <laughs> I engineered that record. There it is. There I record, I recorded and mixed that record. Okay. Um, I'd be lying if I could tell you who produced it. I can't remember. I couldn't remember either. All I remember is it came all across saying TD, TD on it. And I swore it was yours. Yep, it was. I did honor roll for him. Yeah, I, right around I, that I time. Have, I have like five stones in my iTunes library still. If I put them in my iTunes right now, honor rolls in there right next to Thomas <laughs> Gambino Bonfire. Yeah, nice. So yeah, I um, and that was right around that same time we did we did honor roll. I think, but like I he had he came to my studio and and recorded and recorded that freedom of speech joint, um, which was which was dope. I can't remember exactly which session it was, um. But because I remember, I remember the first time I met him, um, he was at a showcase in Morgantown. Yeah. And again, it was one of those like, hey, man, I think you're dope. Like, if you ever want to work, like, you know, here's my number. And then uh, one weekend he was like, hey, uh, is it cool if I come to Morgantown and work with you? And I was like, yeah. And like him, Jazz. Jazz. And, and um, oh, who else was with him? I feel like there was maybe one or two there, other people. There's a, there's a third man, yeah. Um, there's there, there were like two or th- I I can't remember exactly. I know. I just I I don't want to say who it was because I can't remember exactly. Hypnotic, which guy. hypnotic is my best friend who was his DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and I'm hypnotic sure wasn't there. Yeah, but um, jazz, and then I can I can almost see his face. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about because it's always two. It was always normally three of them when they were in Morgantown, and in all the videos they were going back then, it was normally four of them. Yeah, uh, that would always be being on. I know exactly what you're talking about. So they, but they, but he was like, "Is it cool if they come too?" I was like, "Yeah." They came, stayed for like a long weekend, crashed in my living room, <laughs> like, and we just kind of got to know each other and just like worked on music and 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 it was it was a whole lot of fun and and I know Honor Roll came out of that and um and a couple others and then I think maybe another time or two after that um. Uh, the freedom of speech record okay. he came over and recorded freedom freedom keep hitting my mic but freedom of speech is definitely dope honor roll is dope too because you produced it i feel bad now oh, but, no, um, I, but freedom of speech is is a great record and i, I i'm going to give you mostly credit since you're the one that recorded his vocals and mixed it down and everything so yeah no offense to that producer but i had <laughs> Can't remember who it is. I'd have to. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head, man. Like, I feel like I I know, 
feel like I know, I know, yeah. but like I need to like be, I need a refresher. Travis, if you're listening to this, I need to know that producer's name. Um, I, I need you to tell me, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to Travis, man. Yeah, man. It's all love for Travis, man. Love yeah, that kid. Ab- absolutely, man. He he got a beautiful family too, man. He, he, he does. Yeah, he be posting the pictures. He got all them boys. Yeah, Good stand up, that. stand up guy, stand up guy. He really, is. real, real. I remember whenever, I remember whenever he started. Um, he had 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 switched over to the Christian stuff, mm-hmm. and I remember his boy hit me up like, like he's going to be making a switch. Like I don't know how confident he is in it, and I was like, he's he. I think he when he texted me, I don't even know if Travis knows he texted because he was like, man, I I was wondering if you know you 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 really have his back on this. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, man, he just needs to do what he does. And he did it. And then I even got to on, I can't remember which record it was. Um, you got your was, hands in everything, don't you? I got, I got my hands. I, I, I helped out with um, some of the work on one of his, his Christian albums. I don't know. I can't remember. I think I produced one seasons? on there. Was it seasons? Yes. I think it was seasons. Yeah, um, I think that I was think the first one they came the out. The first with. one, yeah. yeah, I did one on there, and then he recorded it with a guy who I knew, um, and um, and so that kind of like we kind of like reconnected on that because I hadn't worked with him since the West Project, right? Which was years prior to that. I think I did two joints that was on 2012, there. 2013 when that came out. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. So that was it. Was cool to reconnect with him. I haven't seen him in person since since the the sessions for the for those records, right? Um, but like, but yeah, yeah, it was great reconnecting with him and, and chopping it back up with him and seeing where he's at, you know, in his career, which is really cool. And he seems to be, seems to be doing great. Yeah. Like I, I put on his album and I was like, cause I, I'd listened to some of his singles from and stuff like that. I was like, I'm really going to sit down and sit with this project. Cause I haven't listened to a full Travis project in years and blew me away. Top to yeah. bottom. Like you, like, honestly, unless you're truly looking for it, it's not. Not to say it should be overly done, but it's not overly Christianist. But I mean, he's definitely mm-hmm. got the hooks and stuff in there for certain yeah. stuff. But I mean, you can you can just throw that joint on and it goes all the way through. And he's just improved so much over the past ten years. He has. He's really he's really done well at honing his craft and like finding himself as an artist. Definitely. All right. Well, Tim, I could keep you here another hour. I could <laughs> right. Stuff. We'll have to do a part two or something. Like we that. we will have to do a part two. You will have to come back, um, so I can ask you more questions, but. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, how can the people find you before I let you leave without plugging yourself? <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Um, you can uh, visit me on my website. Uh, it's www.nonametim.com. Um, you can follow me on you Instagram. maintain your whole website? What's that? Do you do the whole website yourself? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Thank you. He said um, Instagram, by the way. I yeah. Instagram, Instagram, you can follow me. It's uh, at no period name period tim um because some random account already has no name tim someone has b on instagram and they have like one picture zero followers no pictures on no name tim um but yeah at no period name period tim um you follow me on twitter too it's um same as instagram except the periods are underscores um and yeah man that's it that those are my those are my main socials He'll he'll sell you some beats just like he did me. Yeah, I'll sell, I'll sell you some beats. I'll chop up I'll chop it up about music. We we can we can 
we can discuss whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about wrestling. Talk, talk, talk about, about wrestling. Music. I'm always down. I'm always down to talk about stuff that's not music because I do music all day. I'm always down to talk about wrestling. Well, I'm going to have to get you on my other on my wrestling podcast. Um, that'd be dope. That'd be yeah. real. That'd be real cool. Yeah, don't listen to it before we have you on. <laughs> we want to <laughs> surprise you. You don't have okay. to study. I do need to start telling people they don't have to study because the last two guests, like I haven't watched anything. Like, no, we don't talk current stuff. We talk about nostalgia, how you got into wrestling, and then we have like wrestling themed questions about your about your favorite stuff, kind of. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's really um positive wrestling takes we're, we're not sitting here talking about how to hurt business when they're broken up but yeah which, which, which they shouldn't have man i haven't been i haven't been watching I, I gotta confess though i haven't been i've been watching some some of my boy simon on ups and downs for all that wwe stuff because simon's great man because i can't sit through it man i met a couple of uh, those guys at the block party too they were right because top, top choice fellas man had, they were, uh, him and tama had beef <laughs> <laughs> man i got a, I got a fun i got a funny story about that i bet you do i got a real fun i'll save it for the wrestling one, save but, it for the wrestling part. yeah because because yeah that there's there's a moment there that's that's hilarious oh my. um between people who knew what was going down and people that didn't know what was going down um i'll probably call on you for that sooner than later <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i haven't been watching but i saw i saw yeah i saw they they did that they did the hurt business dirty um, and I'm just like, why? But yeah, because I've been I've been so locked in on on New Japan and and you know um, and on in uh, AEW man, to be AEW. honest, just because it's a you know it's just it's new, it's fresh, it's it's, it's different. <laughs> it it it's just it it ha- it hits all the points as as for me as a as a wrestling fan that that I've always looked for and that I feel like I've been missing right. for so long. You know, with a with a um, with a North American product. You know, um, uh, NXT had it for a little while when they were still kind of de- developmental. Um, but AEW hits those points, you know, that the New Japan has always hit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, but yeah, but I still got to, I still got to stay tapped in, you know, because WrestleMania season's coming up and, <laughs> you know, your boys are going to be watching it all, all 18 nights yeah, of WrestleMania is, damn, is it next weekend or is it like next after? week? Like next weekend. Shit. They're, bro, they're, they're, and it's, they're doing two days. Again. I know Saturday and, and Sunday, do, and they're doing two days of the NXT Takeover too. I saw that too, man. Yeah, which I'm still bummed because I was going. So Tama was having the beach party um, mm-hmm. last year, and then COVID hit, and he hit me. He's like, "We can't be doing it because you know I was going to go down there, but I also had tickets to um, the Takeover down there." And I was like, I was super pumped for the the Takeover because you know it'd have been my first time seeing Ferg wrestled. Uh, Finn. um it would be oh, my first time seeing him in person like a, like a bunch of people first time seeing a bunch of people like you know do their thing and i was all kinds of hyped up for it and then i still got the ticket like i got the ticket in the drawer right over here like the the ticket that to the no. show that never was like just to remind me how precious things can be in life um i don't think yeah. you need that reminder but i understand. <laughs> should I probably understand. just torch it by now but um but yeah man so uh but yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure, man, talking to you. It's been way too long. Like you said, we could talk for hours upon hours. But um, absolutely, yeah, I appreciate you. But uh, yeah, I appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening, and uh, thanks, y'all. You've been listening to Barack Obama Approved, world's greatest podcast, hosted by Kellen Conley and his semi-regular.
co-host, Marcus Schoen Mad Love Bronson. Find Kellen on Twitter and Twitch at B hyphen Instagram at the B hyphen on Facebook at hyphen universe. Same for YouTube. Follow Marcus on Twitter at Show Mad Love S O W I N M A D L O V. Email the show at B hyphen at gmail.com. Music by No Name Tim. This has been a production of hyphen podcast group, hyphen podcast group.com or hyphen universe.com. Have a good rest of your day, everybody, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week or weekend. Thanks, y'all. This, this is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?